here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 106.1 FM in Bombela. At Bertha Charuma One on Twitter. And um, this is Night Talk, and uh, we are now going to talk to Wayne Maxim uh, Thring, a South African teacher, as well as a, a politician who serves as the Deputy President of the African Christian Democratic Party. Good evening, and a warm welcome to Night Talk. Good evening, brother, and thank you for having me. And sorry for that slight delay. I mean, conversations can get a little bit out of hand, but I hope that uh, we have ample time to have a discussion. So I look... Particularly in South Africa, I suppose. (laughs) We are are always in conversation, you know. (laughs) Tell me about it. Now, let's talk about African Christian Democratic Party. Now, you Hmm. are a party that is in coalition with other parties and i just wanted to start i just wanted to 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 just you know deal with the elephant in the room where you Mm. felt um you know da was a disappointment when they refused to 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 join um hands with with is it uh, i think it is pa Mm -hmm. correct and why would why would uh, your party take such a standpoint Look, the the ACDP, uh, Bertha, let me just kind of backtrack. I think it's one of the the few political parties that have uh, understood the need to get service delivery to the people. Uh, Going right back to the early 2000s when we in in the city of Cape Town, uh, the ACDP formed a coalition with uh, the DA and other political parties um, to ensure that service delivery gets to the people um, uh, in, in, in Cape Town and then obviously... Uh, wherever else we have coalitions. Now, with that particular uh, backdrop, um, within the city of Johannesburg, there was an opportunity for the coalition, uh, which comprised of numerous other political parties, which is um, the IFP, uh, Action SA, um, including the Freedom Front Plus and the DA, um, where if we had come together um, and stayed together, we would be able to uh, to take over power within the city of Johannesburg with all of the challenges that it has and, and then using the influence that we have uh, to ensure that service delivery, proper service delivery, um, service delivery that is accountable gets to the people and, and the citizens of the residents of, of Johannesburg. Now, yes, I think that the PA does have a bit of a checkered past, um, I think very many of the political parties um, were a little reticent. I think in 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 going with the uh, with the PA, but one has to look at the the risks as well as the benefits. And if the benefits meant getting service delivery to the people, if the benefit is uh, having a a, a government that is accountable to the people, um, then it was a risk that um, that one would say we were prepared to take. And I think that most of the leaders within the of the, the coalition uh, felt the same way, except, unfortunately, the DA. Mm. 
Mm. And, you know, looking at um, the mayor that was, um, you know, in office who then desi- decided to resign, that's, uh, is it uh, Tapelo Ahmed? All of a sudden, so, yes. in coincidence of... No, I don't think it was a coincidence. I think that there was pressure and I think that some of the pressure was, look, the, uh, the Patriotic Alliance essentially said that they were not happy and they went to the ANC and they said that they were not happy amongst not just the Patriotic Alliance but others within the coalition uh, with the performance of uh, the former Mayor Tapelo. Um, and, and so, you know, uh, numerous... Um, uh, numerous gags there that um, that he that he dropped and and political uh, bombshells along along the way, um, and so so political parties, including the PA, indicated that they were going to be pulling out of the coalition, um, and so they actually put it gave an ultimatum to the to the ANC, and so pressure was put on him to actually resign. So it's not as if he actually did that of his own intent. I think political pressure was put on him to resign. Uh, because of the many gaffes and and so on that um, that he had made, he jumped the cliff before the push. <laughs> but um, I- abs- absolutely, yeah, he actually. Well, one one would say he was actually pushed. Yeah. So let's 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 reflect ahead of the twenty twenty four elections. What is your promise to the electorate as a party? Well, the the position of the ACDP has always been. Um, under promise and, and over deliver, and and so the the ACDP always, um, when one looks at um, what the what we put forward, is look at our track record, look at what the ACDP has done, look at what the ACDP where the ACDP has been in governance, where the ACDP has co-governed, where the ACDP has had MMC positions, where the ACDP has uh, members members of parliament who perform over and above. Um, other members of parliament. Um, uh, very often, our ACDP members of parliament and our councillors uh, are told that they punch above their weight, um, having to work four to ten times harder than other political parties. And that's just the work ethic that the ACDP carries. And so, um, and so, we we very often um, under promise but over over deliver our mmc you know let's look at in in parliament acdp was one of the first political in fact the first political party that had a private members bill that was passed um which is the um the the parental giving giving dads paternity bill giving fathers um the ability now to take paternity leave at the birth of their children that is an initiative of the acdp uh, if you look, one looks at our MMC in in Nelson Mandela Bay co-governance there as well, uh, turned you know filthy uh, rubbish dumps uh, within the township areas um, into green playing fields for our children, so children wouldn't have to play in squalor. Um, one accolades and awards uh, with, within South Africa um, as one of the best performing MMCs in the country. That's an ANC MMC in in the coalition. In the city of Johannesburg, our former MMC there was able to give out a thousand uh, title deeds within the, a matter of uh, one to three months, where his predecessor took something like five years to give out ten title deeds. You, you know, in the city of Ikurleni, we were able to save the city some two billion rand with our former MMC there as well. So, so where the ACDP is in positions of authority and positions of governance, what we do is we deliver. Uh, and so it's less speaking, but we do have obviously our manifesto, and our manifesto speaks to 
what the ACGP would look at doing in, in terms of education, in terms of health, in terms of the fi finance, uh, our finance policies and uh, uh, manifesto points, uh, in terms of crime and addressing crime and unemployment and all of the key issues that many South Africans face. So, so it's one, one can actually just, you know, go onto our website, um, go to look at our manifesto and you'd be able to see what it is that the ACDP says. By the way, uh, when one looks at the policies of the ACDP, there was a study that was done um, by one of the independent newspapers, News 24, I think it was, a blind study of the uh, the policies of the ACDP. Uh, and so when they blocked out blind study, blocking out the names of the political parties' policies, and then asking South Africans, which policy do you actually prefer? And some 70-odd percent of the participants um, responded that it is the ACDP's policies that they um that they uh, that they would actually pick up and, and adhere to mm -hmm. uh, or support and and so clearly uh when when one looks at what the ACDP is offering and what the ACDP is saying in terms of our policies and even in our manifestos it resonates um, we believe with the vast majority of South Africans our challenge has been in getting our message out to South Africans. Many people, uh, despite the fact that the ACDP is one of the few political parties that has been um, that has been around in governance uh, since 1994, many other smaller political parties have come and gone, but the ACDP has been able to weather the political storms um, over the last 29 years and will continue to, to do so in the years ahead yeah. um, until eventually the ACDP becomes the governing party. So we, we have a vision and the vision is to become become the ruling party of the day, and we continued to work towards that. Um, and 2024 is the year, obviously, that we're going to be putting our best foot forward. I I would like to believe you you will, but at the same at the same you know in the same breath, a, a general South African at this particular mo moment, at this point in time, they say they are tired of talk shop. They are tired of just being told this is going to happen. That is going to happen. Right now we have an issue with load shedding and unemployment. And I was looking at the stats of un unemployment. Um, you know, the unemployment rate has gone up instead of down. And just a general person on the ground is asking for action. And they say no more talk. How, do, how would you address this? Well, I think that as the ACDP, we sympathise with with the with South Africans, and and very clearly, um, unemployment rate. All of the you know your the, the triple challenges that South Africa has. You, know, you look at you look at poverty. Poverty has increased post 1994. Uh, 25 percent of South Africans go to bed without having a meal, um, and they are up to 50 percent or so, if not more, of South Africans who are living below. The poverty line in terms of the income earning below a thousand rand uh, per month. So, so in terms of poverty, um, the ruling party has actually failed to address uh, the challenges of poverty. In terms of inequality, we have a Gini coefficient of some 0 0.73, making us the most unequal nation in the world. And the gap between the rich and the poor under the ruling party, again, has continued to grow. And then in terms of unemployment, we also have the, one of the highest unemployment rates with the uh, IMF indicating that 2023 will see South Africa with an unemployment rate of some 35%. And so we, we are now beginning to head towards that with load shedding obviously contributing um, to, to that particular figure. Last year, we lost some uh, 650,000 jobs as a result of load shedding. Um, 
And this year, it is expected that some between 900,000 to 1 million extra jobs could actually be lost. Now, mm. why has that happened? Well, it has happened purely because of the policy position, the firstly, the political instability um, that we face within the ruling party, as well as policy uncertainty. Yeah. Now, those are, those are two double whammies um, for any country to have, where there's political uncertainty, policy instability, nobody is going to want to invest in that particular country yeah. and so with the acdp these are these are some these are two of the things uh, that we that we will be able to bring forth and that is ensuring that we have a, a policy certainty as well as political certainty uh, within the country that that brings in investment drives up employment creates employment Wait. for south africans as well as challenging the, the challenges of of uh, education that yeah. When I think we'll continue with our conversation. I just need to take a, a break. We have we need to go to news. But when we get back, we continue with our conversation. This is very engaging because I would really like uh, for you to give me a breakdown of the manifesto, you know, in layman's terms. Let's take a small break and go to news. Night Talk, giving you depth and texture to the conversations that matter. And indeed, you are on Night Talk and it's Bertha Jaruma sitting in for Oliver. He will be back. So this evening we're chatting to African Christian Democratic Party and the African Christian Democratic Party is a South African political party founded in 1993 and it is a conservative Christian party based on biblical principles and the leader of the party is uh, Kenneth uh, Meshwe as a party with a strong biblical foundation. The ACDP says it is it seeks to honor God and put you and your needs at the center of their policies. And of course, we are just unpacking, or should I say, we are reflecting on some of the issues that have, uh, you know, that are troubling the nation and that a lot of uh, citizens, South African citizens, are very concerned about. And earlier on, we, we were talking about, um, you know, uh, the issue of load shedding, uh, the issue of unemployment, which has just grown. You know, it's, 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 it looks like a small margin, but it's not a small margin. It's a concern. It raises concerns. But on the line, I've got our guest, Wayne Maxim Thring. He's a South African teacher and political uh, politician who serves as the deputy president of the African Christian Democratic Party. Welcome back. Thank you. And just before I interrupted you, um, you were giving me, uh, you know, some of, um, you know, some of the issues, or should I say, you were reflecting on some of the questions that I posed um, earlier on in terms of what what will you be, what will be your deliverances in terms of addressing, you know, the main issues that I've just highlighted, which is load shedding and unemployment. Yes. And also in the process, <laughs> I would like to include in, you know, our economy because it is going yeah. to be greatly affected. Well, absolutely. I think just when one looks at load shedding, un unfortunately, uh, you know, in the early 2000, around about 2010, um, uh, Eskom won accolades, um, 2001 rather, Eskom won accolades as being the best run energy utility in the world, um, the most efficient in the world, the most and one of the cheapest in the world. Um, and then fast forward uh, some two decades later, and it is um, the one that everybody loves to hate in South Africa. Um, so what went wrong? Well, what went wrong was, um, again, it was policy uncertainty. 
when the ruling party was actually asked and President Mbeki was present at the time and was told that uh, there's going to come a time where demand is going to outstrip supply, um, they took those particular documents and they put them into file 13 and forgot about them. So while we continued to ramp up uh, the, uh, the the electrification um, within areas that had been uh, not electrified in the past, and rightfully so. But at the same time, what we should have been doing is also building more power stations uh, to keep up with what was going to be a demand. Also, as the economy continued to increase, and there were demands even from the uh, from the business sector with regards to increased electricity. So clearly, the challenge here in terms of uh, the, the what we have now is is a challenge of poor planning. In addition to that, obviously, it's the maintenance, it's the corruption. Um, and, and, and what is now said to cost us in the region of 1 billion rand per day. So, so with every day of load shedding that we have, the cost to the economy is some 1 billion rand. Now, this negatively also, the Reserve Bank governors indicated load shedding also shaves off some between some 2 to 3 percent of GDP per annum. Um, our GDP is supposed to be growing at some some five to seven percent in order to address the un unemployment challenges. But we are now going to possibly going into a technical rece recession, which means that the the GDP growth is going to be, you know, a negative uh, negative growth. Um, and so that also uh, impacts on, uh, on, in, on, on inflation, it impacts on unemployment. Um, what we also see is, is a, a growing debt burden, and South Africa continues to, uh, to, to, to borrow. Our debt to GDP currently sits at some 73%. Um, in the region, it was in the region of about 29, 30 percent in 1994. So that gives you an indication that over the last 20 years, um, our debt has basically doubled. Uh, Tito Mbuweni indicates, uh, former former Minister of Finance, he indicated that we could see a debt to GDP going, going to some, even to the region of about 90 percent debt to GDP. Mm. Essentially, our, our GDP currently sits at about between five to six trillion rand. Um, and we've already borrowed over four trillion, yeah. so that gives us the seventy the the, the seventy odd uh, percent debt to GDP. Now, all of these indications, what it what it simply means is is that we are building a debt trap for the generations to come. Government is currently borrowing, um, but somebody's got to pay that off. And who's going to pay that off? It's the generations. It's our children and our grandchildren to come. If not us, uh, current generation, uh, with the increased uh, cost now of debt, um, the, the, the cost to, of debt also just to our national budget, mm -hmm. um, is it's now one of the highest budget items it, it is beginning to outshine um, the budget item of items of health and of education and of safety and security uh, and, and, and all of the important budget items where, where taxpayers' money ought to go to so that we could actually see an increase in the, 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 the living standards of South Africans. Yeah. But now that money is actually going to pay off our debt, which is now uh, the largest 
budget item in terms of what we have to pay some some what is it some one to two billion rand per day yeah. per day but, is but, what goes towards our uh, paying off our yeah. debt now these are challenges that have been brought about by the ruling party yeah and Let, and as the acgp we're saying we uh, get rid of corruption get rid of all of this policy and 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 economic uh, uh, political uncertainty um, and the ACGP is the party to do that. Yeah. And uh, uh, Wayne, I just wanted to also to highlight the fact that, you know what, I, I want our listeners also to participate and really pose some very interesting questions uh, just to find out sure. what, what the party really stands for and, and, you know, and to break down the serious simplicity of, of the manifesto. And coming back to, to your statement, I'm going to take a small break, uh, but before we go to the break, I just want to pose this question to you that I know every other party that then comes into power always has a tendency to say, well, we inherited the problems. We inherited the problems. Mm. And I would like to find sure. out what is the, resol- uh, the resolution from your party and when we get back. To Night Talk, giving you depth and texture to the conversations that matter. Absolutely. And you can join the conversation and you can use our WhatsApp line, leave a voice note or maybe uh, leave a, a, a statement. That's 0614104107. 0614104107. Also, you can call us on 086 That's 86 or you can SMS us on 41391. 41391. It is an open line. And basically, for the in the meantime, I'm uh, speaking to a party leader uh, of uh, the African Christian Democratic Party um, in South Africa. And of course, they are laying out their manifesto, uh, laying out what it is that they will be able to do if they were voted, um, if, if, the, if the voters chose them as, uh, you know, the party of choice and what's your take on it what do you think are you convinced maybe yes and if you're convinced um you know you can furnish us with your reasons and um as we speak right now i'm speaking to wayne maxim athring who is a south african teacher and politician who serves as a deputy president of the African Christian Democratic Party. And we are all waiting for solutions as South Africans. And I'm just a mediator, um, just allowing you to have a conversation. And if you have any questions that you'd like to pose, this is the platform where you need to do what you need to do. Welcome back, Wayne. Um, I I did interrupt you a little bit there, but coming back to (laughs) our conversation. Mm. So we were talking. Yes, go ahead. Go ahead. I think that um, when one looks at uh, what you have inherited, and you you know you said that uh, whichever political party comes in, there's always a, a kind of a blame game on well we've inherited this, and so the problems that we that we currently face is because of what we've inherited. And I think there, there may be some truth to that. For example, if one looks at 1994 what uh, the ruling party inherited and those political parties that came into power in 1994 was the legacy of apartheid. And very clearly, um, that legacy divided South Africans among racial groups um, and preferred one particular group of minority um, over uh, the rest of the population. And and that needed to be addressed, and rightfully so. But the ACTP has consistently said also that it cannot be that you continue to blame the legacy of apartheid, uh, as an example, 
without showing also what you as a political party have actually done to improve or increase uh, the standards of living of, of your citizens. And so um, while we agreed that uh, apartheid was, was wrong, apartheid was evil um, and sinful, um, and that there needed to be uh, reparation for, for what took place, but at the same time, uh, the, as the ACDP, we said that there needed to be a sunset clause um, where, where children, for example, who uh, do, did not know and do not know what apartheid is, and, and we've had children, we, we actually do have them after 30 years now of, of, um, of equal education. Um, our children are able to go to any school that they are of their choice. Um, that these particular children should not be punished because of what their forefathers did over 30 years ago. So, so I think that that uh, that very clearly that's that's the position of of the ACDP. So when it comes to also the policies of of affirmative action and triple BEE, um, the the position of the ACDP is that um, right now. Uh, we need to see all South Africans, irrespective um, of their color, race, um, that, it, that, that preference should not be given based on the color of one's skin or the tribe that one comes from. It should not be uh, the color of your skin, but rather, as Martin Luther King uh, Jr. indicated, but rather the content of your character. Mm. Uh, it should be also whether you are committed and loyal to, to the country. It should be whether you are able to uh, perform uh, a particular skill or a task for the benefit of the country. And, and, as, and I think that these are some of the challenges. Eskom actually currently is having that particular challenge. And this is what the president himself has said. This is what the Minister of Public Enterprises, Praveen Gordon, himself has said, that there's a dearth of, of the necessary skills at Eskom because uh, certain individuals who just happened to be of the wrong color um, had to make way uh, for other individuals of another color, uh, irrespective of whether they actually had the skill or not. Yeah. And, and we think that those are not the right decisions to take in based on where South Africa currently is. I do not believe that our black people in South Africa, and I include myself under that particular category, I do not believe that black people in South Africa um, are dull. I do not believe that we are in any way inferior to any other uh, race group. I think that where we have uh, the same opportunities in terms of education, in, in terms of skills that are offered, that we are all able to hold our own irrespective um, of the color of, of, yeah. of our skin. That's and so, so true. So that, that, is, that is the ACTP's position. Yeah. And also, you know what? At the end of the day, I, I, I totally concur. And it's all about merit. Put an individual in a specific position where, you know, they, 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 they exude or should I say they portray excellency. There are a lot of people out there who qualify to be in those positions. And um, when we come back, we'll take um, a few callers and, of course, our WhatsApp notes. And um, you can continue um, with me and we can really engage and, and just unpack some of these issues and, and dress them down as they are meant to be dressed down when we get back. Bertha Charuma on SAFM. 
And it is now open line right here on SAFM, leading the conversation. And uh, I'm talking to Wayne Maxim Thring. He's a South African teacher, a politician who serves as the deputy president of the African uh, Christian Democratic Party. And I do have uh, Brajo from uh, Kabeha. Uh, good evening. Well, welcome to SAFM. Uh, good evening. Good evening, ma'am. Hi, and good evening to your guests. How are you this lovely evening? Very well, thank you. Oh, lovely stuff. Good day, good day, good day, Mr. Wayne. I didn't get your surname well. Wayne? Uh, it's Thring, T-H-R-I-N-G, Wayne Thring. Wayne Thring. Ah, lovely stuff. Yes. Um, I think um, I'm listening to you outlining the challenge that we have at South Africa. But I think what we are falling to acknowledge, you all haven't spoken about or not have I heard you speak of it, is the issue of unemployment. Now, I'm asking you, short answer. I'm your potential vote. What is your personal unemployment? And don't tell me you create jobs. <laughs> tell me how. And, and and when you tell me how, speak to me as someone who knows a bit more about the trade deficits on issues of South Africa in terms of the fact that we import a lot of goods that could be created in South Africa. If you were present today or in the cabinet, how do you change that narrative? How do you prevent us importing 70 billion US dollars worth of wheat into South Africa in the next financial year? Like how do you create jobs in the chicken industry, in the beef industry? How do you change my life from an employment position and change South Africa not just from an, a net importer of basic goods but to an exporter of basic goods, what's your plan? What's the ADCD, ACDP's plan? And it's got nothing to do with apartheid, but economies. Tell me how you feed my family. Mr. David President, I'm, I'm waiting for your answer. Short and sweet, please. I, 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 think, that, I think that this is one of the key issues um, that, all, that many South Africans face. The fact that we have such a high unemployment rate of some 33%, currently on the expanded definition of unemployment, some 42%, uh, some say up to 50%, uh, and youth unemployment sitting at about 70%. And so clearly, South Africa has a, cha- a challenge when it comes to unemployment, one of the highest, if not the highest, in the world. Now, what are the solutions? You, you touched on what is very close to my heart. Um, within the committee that I sit on, Trade and Industry, um, I am known as the champion of beneficiation. And I bemoan the fact continuously. And in fact, when I spoke as well, just in the budget vote in this week to the minister, um, Gweda Mantashe, Minerals and uh, Resources and Energy, I again raised the issue of beneficiation. South Africa, in terms of its raw materials, South Africa has, <clears throat> South Africa has the largest deposits, for example, of platinum. 70%, 70% of the world's platinum is found in South Africa. South Africa has some of the highest deposits of gold, silver, uh, uranium, uh, beryllium, copper, uh, diamonds, and yet iron ore. And yet what, what happens is that we are exporters of raw material and the importers of the finished product. So we have we have raw materials 
that many countries do not have. Many first world countries, developed economies do not have. These developed economies are dependent on our raw materials to keep their economies going. Um, and, and yet, in South Africa, rather than beneficiating, we, we perpetuate the colonial past under the ruling party. And I, I made it clear to, to, to Minister Gweda Mantashe as well as Ibrahim Patel in trade and industry. We perpetuate our colonial past where we are seen as exporters of raw materials. You export your gold to us. You export your cocoa. You export your copper and your diamonds. We will then uh, uh, beneficiate it. We will add value to it. And then you buy it back from us at 10, 20, sometimes 100% um, from, from what you've actually sold it to us for. Now, what we do if when we do that, when we continue to be exporters of raw materials that South Africa is so rich in, we are creating jobs in those particular countries. We did a study tour in South Korea. South Korea has no raw materials. South Korea doesn't have the gold, the silver, the uranium, the platinum, the coal, the iron ore that South Africa actually has. And yet South Korea, within one generation, was from a colonial country that was colonized by Japan just after the Second World War. In one generation, they were able to turn their economy around. They import raw materials. They beneficiate, they, they improve on it, and then they export it. They are exporters of oil. They have refineries. They import oil, they refine it, and then export it to, uh, to, to countries in need. Um, they have one of the largest car uh, building manufacturing industries in the world, Hyundai, Kia, um, or some of, some of the, the vehicles that are manufactured, Samsung in South Korea, where there is a will, um, where the government actually has a will from a population that with 70% um, illiteracy rates and, and unemployment, they were able to turn that around by ensuring that there was a high standard of employment where the where uh, sorry high standard of education where the education matched the need of uh, of business and so they ensured that they had uh, young people going to technical schools and so technical schools were promoted uh, because that was where the need actually was mm. and so so it, it became very important for young people to go there so this is this is what the ACDP is is saying yeah. And, I, and I think that when we when we match the needs within business um, from an education to to business, what is it that edu that that business needs? Match that with uh, with education. Like in Germany, before the child leaves school, already by grade eight, that child knows in grade eight what they're going to be doing by the time they leave school. In grade eight already, they're going for their in-service. If it's a plumber, from grade eight right up to grade 12, that child goes, goes to a plumbing school, visits uh, the, the workshops. If it's a welder, if it's a doctor, a nurse, whatever it is, those, those children already know. And so we have to be able to prepare our children for the needs and the skills that are needed within the economy. Yeah. And these are things that the, that the ACDP is, is, is saying and has been saying. Research, development, innovation um, also must be prioritized. Create an enabling environment, even through infrastructure development with proper procurement, yeah. um, where we are able to give our unskilled people jobs. Yeah. 
I think I, I hope that uh, Brajo has been answered because really, you, you know, you could you could tell that he was very passionate and wanting to really find out that let's say you are in power tomorrow. What is it yeah. going to do for my family? Because I think at the end of the day, um, most citizens are just in a state of we've, we've heard it all before we, we, we done now. We want action. People just want basic action. You come in. There is action. I do have a Kevin who's going to come in, and Kevin uh, will be calling us. Is calling us from uh, Cape Town, and um, if we have, uh, let me just double check if we have any voice notes. Um, and you, well, I'm just waiting, you know. Um, but otherwise, to our listeners, um, we do have our WhatsApp voice note line, which is oh six one four one zero four one zero seven. That's oh six one four one zero four one zero seven, and we are in conversation. Um, with um, uh, uh, Wayne Maxim Thring, a South African teacher, politician, who serves as a deputy president of uh, the African Christian Democratic Party and basically unpacking some of what their promises are. So I just want to find out from you, you know, as a small party in coalition, and you have had experience, um, and like you highlighted earlier, you have had experience more than other small parties that have come and gone. Surely by now, surely, you now know the tricks of the trade. And, you know, hoping that in the next elections, there will be a difference in the way you present yourselves as a party. Well, well, absolutely. I, I think that it's one of the benefits that the ACDP has over other uh, political parties is the fact that the ACDP is a political party that has been um, been around since 1994. Uh, we've overcome many storms, many critics, cynics and skeptics. Um, we've been able to endure uh, some of the roughest terrain um, that has been thrown at us and we've and we've survived where people thought that the ACDP would uh, would disappear into oblivion. Um, we've continued to show the, our our resilience. Um, we've had a core base, and that particular core base is now beginning to grow. The ACDP is one of the few political parties that has um, structures. We are not regionally based, uh, like some political parties, just KZN, maybe Gauteng or the Western Cape uh, uh, from you know some political parties. But the ACDP has got structures in all nine provinces. And so this bodes well for, 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 for the ACDP. And I think that uh, the experience that, that we have gained over the years uh, bodes, bodes well for us. We are able to utilize um, the experience, the skill that we've developed over the last uh, 29 to 30 years in, uh, in, in government um, for the benefit of, of South Africans. One of the things that separates us, I think, from the other political parties is the fact that the ACDP has got a, a clean track record. If you look at, if you look at the ACDP, um, there's, there's, there are no scandals. Over the last 30 years, no scandals. Our, our leader is a leader par excellence. Um, the leaders within the ACTP, and yes, there have been one or two instance, instances where uh, we've needed to enforce discipline, some of our counsellors and so on. Um, but but where, where there are challenges, we are not afraid to actually step in and bring correction. Uh, but very clearly, uh, the ACDP has an excellent track record. Um, the ACDP has, doesn't have the blemishes and the baggage that other political parties parties have. The ACDP comes, also comes through 
as a party that serves all particular race groups, irrespective, and, and we don't position ourselves as a political party um, that has a preference for a particular race group. I think every particular race group in South Africa um, deserves the, uh, the, the support uh, that they can get from political parties. Um, and, and that's what the ACDP also positions. And by the way, the ACDP also is a political party that understands the importance of freedom of religion. Uh, we are not a, a, a political party that, and as some say, will want to um, you know, shove a particular relig religion, ours, for example, which is, which is a Christian ethos, down the throats of individuals. Uh, freedom of religion in terms of the ACDP's constitution and our constitutional position um, uh, will be guaranteed uh, in, in South Africa, so uh, under, under the ACDP. So these are just some of the, some of the key points uh, in terms of in terms of South Africa. so so clean clean track record uh, we have a, a history of of, of excellence uh, we have a hard working uh, men and women in 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 the ACDP who have produced excellent work uh, we have teachers we have doctors we have lawyers we have uh, uh, engineers um, all of whom come come together uh, to put together their skills to see what is best. For, for South Africa. Uh, as the ACDP, we also say country first. And so uh, unlike other political leaders who say party first and then country second, uh, for the ACDP very clearly it is country first. And it's one of the reasons why we've actually gone into coalitions despite the fact that uh, we have challenges with some of the, uh, with some of the ideologies or some of our uh, coalition partners, but we have to ask ourselves what is in the best interest of South Africa, what is in the best interest of our citizens. And so as the ACDP, it is it is country first. And so we have we have a vision to grow, uh, grow, grow the economy, grow our people, grow the education sector, grow the health sector, um, grow uh, uh, our employment sector. And so let there be growth in every sector of, of of South Africa, these South African uh, within the different sectors of South Africa. Mm. Let there be growth. We want to build. We want to ensure that we are building. We are building unity. We are building structures. We we are building our economy. Uh, we are building families. And 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 I think what separates the ACDP as well from other political parties is our focus on the family. There are very few uh, political parties who give emphasis. To, to the importance of the family. And, and if you have policies that uh, undermine family, if you have policies that attack family, if you have policies that strip the rights of family, um, the rights of parents, um, uh, what that does is that the, the, a country can only be as strong as its families are strong. Yeah. And so if you have strong families, you have strong communities, you have strong districts, strong provinces, and a strong nation and a strong government. Yeah. And so I we do. can only be as strong as our families are. And this is one of the things that also separates the ACDP from other political parties. I'm going to take uh, some few voice notes. And of course, I've got a caller online as well. And uh, we'll take that and then we can conclude. You can respond to the voice notes as well as the caller when we... Um, for now, I think let's go to the voice notes. Good evening, um, Soli from Jovic. I would like to know from your guests, um, how long have they been involved in government and what is it, what difference did they make 
since they are there because it seems like every now and then when there's elections we're gonna hear all these parties say the same thing please ask them what role are they playing even today i'm sure they are part and parcel of the coalition or governing um, uh, um, um, uh, they are part and parcel of the government thank you I think you can... Yeah, hi, Bertha. I just want to know from your guest that how is it that Kenneth Meshwe has been leader of the ACDP ever since its founding in 93? What kind of democratic organization is that? Much as I hate the ANC and the DA, they are the only two parties in this country that are democratic, which hold regular elections and change their leadership. How is ACDP democratic when Kenneth Meshwe has been leader since 1993? Similarly with IFP, uh, Julius Malema, EFF, you name all these parties, none of them ever changed their leadership. How do you expect us to believe that you're democratic in uh, when you Never change your leadership. Thanks, Sheikhs in Soweto. Good evening. Absolutely brilliant discussion, and I think the Vice President of the ACDP, absolutely brilliant answers. Love what he's saying. I just wanted to say that when he compared Germany to South Africa, Germany doesn't have the population growth rate that South Africa does. And I think that's one of our biggest problems. Our growth rate far, far, far exceeds the capability or the capacity of our economy to handle it. We need to put a uh, put the brakes on that, and then we can actually be more sustainable in educating our children and providing jobs. Interesting. Let's go to Kevin in Cape Town. Kevin, good evening and warm welcome. Good evening, ma'am, um, and good evening to uh, your guests. Um, um, I'd like to, to, to hear from your guest, uh, what plan does he have? What does he bring to the table in the political agenda as opposed to uh, the other veteran uh, political parties that have been in the game for 30 years now and hasn't been getting it right? Uh, what does he bring? What does his party bring to this political agenda? Uh, that can change the landscape of the political situation in South Africa. What's different? Not what he's going to change with that's happening now. What different that he brings that will uh, that will make us invest our votes in that party? Um, he's new in the in 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 the arena. Uh, there's other political parties that have been there for 29 years, and they are still messing up big time. So we'd, I'd like to know from him, what will his party attract voters by doing what? Changing what? Because a lot of uh, parties, they they, they they got big spokesmen, they got big talkers. Uh, the Minister of Electricity was a big talker, and now he's quiet when there's problems. Is his party going to do the same thing, and we're going to look for another party after that? Or his party is coming with a different plan that will make the changes like now, not 29 years down the line. 
Thank you for listening to me. Thank you, Kevin. That's Kevin in Cape Town. When we get back, uh, Wayne, uh, you will have to respond to that. Night Dog, walking you to the ballot box. Well, I suppose Wayne Maxim Fring will have to respond in like two minutes. Uh, but he's the South African teacher and politician who serves as the deputy president of the African Christian Democratic Party. Wayne, oh my goodness, two minutes to respond to all that. <laughs> But uh, very clear, I think firstly, Kevin indicated that we are new in the arena. We are not new. Um, the ACDP has been around for uh, since 1993. And so we have been in government uh, with the other political parties. What is it that we will do differently? Well, the ACDP, having a biblical background, uh, presents to South Africa men and women that are capable, men and women that are able, men and women who hate dishonest gain, and above all, men and women who fear God. If you do not fear God, you will you will not even fear uh, your your citizens and the man and the man and woman in front of you. So that's what the ACDP uh, brings differently. We we bring to South Africa um, honesty. We bring integrity uh, as well as ability and capability um, in understanding our role as servant leaders. I think in terms of population uh, rates and growth rates in South Africa, when when the economy grows. Um, your population uh, very soon would not be able to keep up with your growth rates. And so what we need to do, much like in Singapore um, and in South Korea, we need to get our economy going where those particular countries, once the economy was going, uh, they had to e- they've now got to import uh, labor into, the, into their country. Uh, so that's what the ACDP is saying. Uh, when we come into power, get the economy right so that there's jobs for all. I think when I'm talking about our leader, KM, uh, Kenneth Meshwe, being, being a leader since uh, inception, well, uh, is that democracy? Um, yes, the ACDP actually has a general conference. Uh, and so at every general conference, which has to be held every uh, at least every two years, uh, so when our general conferences are being are held, um, it's it's the branches that make the decision. So it's a democratic process. Anybody can stand for uh, for president in the ACDP uh, if they choose, uh, and that happens at our elective conferences. Uh, and so um, the branches have, have found that our leader, Reverend Dr. Kenneth Meshwe, is the best leader uh, for the party, um, and that's the, our democratic process. Um, well, what difference are we going to make in government? Well, I think very clearly uh, the ACDP comes with a with a clean track record, and the difference is we provide corruption free a corruption free government. When we have a government that is corruption free, because what corruption does is that it steals from the poor, it steals from those from the indigent and those who do not have. And with a clean government, a clean government that understands that it is there to serve the interest of the people, um, then you actually have a government that serves the people, that has the interests of the people at heart, and you can able to turn your economy around in all of the different sectors uh, that are in, in a bit of a shambles, all of our state-owned enterprises that are in, a, in the mess that they are because of nepotism, because of uh, 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 having the improper fits, uh, not fit for purpose individuals uh, in, in positions uh, within the ACDP, uh, we present a capable uh, workforce, a capable um, 
men and women of integrity that will serve the interest of South Africa. So this is this is the ACGP. Our track record speaks for itself. Uh, we have a clean track record. Um, there are no fingers that can be pointed at us, untainted by corruption and um, uh, by the vestiges of the past. And we bring we bring then a new chapter that South Africans. Uh, are able to enjoy under the ACDP, where everybody is recognised for who they are Thank and the you. skills and the skill sets that they bring to the country. Thank you so much, Wayne Maxim, a thring South African teacher and politician serving as the deputy president of the African uh, Christian Democratic Party, chatting to us this evening. Thank you so much. Have yourself a pleasant evening. Well, stand by because uh, coming back, when we get back, um, we're just going to take a... a smidge of a break and we'll be taking your calls your input uh, your voice notes it is open line right here on night talk